Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. Today's episode is all about Instagram, more specifically Instagram ads. We're going to be talking about how to run them, what you need, and how to really make sure that you're running the right ads for your business so that you'll see more leads and more success. And of course, I brought in an expert on the subject. So today I am going to be talking with Danielle Klim. Danielle is an Instagram ads and sales funnel strategist who also hosts the Clients and Conversions podcast. She really wanted to focus on helping women to discover the how-to of turning their dreams into reality, and her specialty is really taking the fear and hesitation out of ads through her signature PAC method. So now she works with service-based businesses to help them create a stream of ready-to-buy leads, run great ads that book out their services, and get their time back. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Haley. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're definitely excited to have you because I know Instagram ads is something everybody is curious about. So we're definitely excited to get your tips and expertise. I'm excited to share them. Yeah. So before we dive in, can you just tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey to get here and definitely how you got started working in Instagram ads? Yeah. So I feel like my story has a little, there was like some main milestones that I hit that I always come back to because they seem to shape kind of where I'm at now. So I'll definitely hit on those points first. So for a lot of people who kind of see where I'm at now, they probably wouldn't see or know half the things that I've had to kind of go through throughout the years to get to where I'm at. One of the biggest things that happened when I was younger uh, was my biological mom actually was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was about four and passed away when I was nine. And then my stepmom was also diagnosed with cancer at 17 and she passed away within three months of getting the diagnosis. And I was her caregiver through it all. So those two 
main life events because they're both for everyone. I think everyone's mom's their person usually, and that's who they were to me. So when you lose those two big of influential people in your life early on, you start to see things a little bit differently. And that was kind of what happened to me where I just almost, I think I just finished high school at that point and, you know, I was about to head into college and I just wondered, okay, I need to do more with my life. You know, my, both my mom has passed away. There's, you know, there's some type of reason and I always believed in there's, everything happens for a reason. I might not know what it is, but it's there for some point. And I want to make sure that what I chose for myself would be something that's going to help others. And that was always my main thing when I was younger was I want to make sure that I help others, but I didn't know how I wanted to do that. That makes sense. So what would happen is I went through college. I got my associates and bachelors in business, which fun fact does nothing for me now. <laughs> nothing that I learned there did anything for me. Um, great people though. But I went through that all. And I think within my last year of college, I actually had a friend of mine. I was getting more into um, spirituality and like just talk, like learning more about meditation and stuff because I had anxiety at that point due to a lot of schoolwork and working as well. So I found someone who was really helping me out with that type of stuff. And actually she was great at getting clients, but she needed help with a lot of like the branding, social media, and so type like that type of area, the stuff that I didn't realize I was good at until I started. So I just began to start to do some branding for her, some organizing, stuff like that. And I realized oh, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. And that kind of was a starting point for my online business because she started to refer me to certain people. I helped her out with where she was working at and it kind of grew from there and began to go first into website design because I've always loved visual things and I found that was really easy for me. But what kept happening is that I would have a lot of, I started with local businesses. A lot of local businesses would come to me and for the website would say, hey, you know, I want a website. I, you know, it's going to help out clients. But the problem is they would come to me when would have no email marketing system. They would have no idea what they're going to do with people to get on their website once they're there. It's kind of like an online billboard. And I started to do a couple of them and I realized this is not helping anyone to get more sales or clients, like the things they actually want. And I began to shift my business to be more around social media marketing that's helping you to get sales and clients, not just like grow your following. So that's kind of where I started shifting more. So, so I kind of stopped with website design, went into social media. And then inside of that, I actually took a course called Doshas and Dharmas by Sahara Rose. And I was in there for the first round and she actually asked me to be one of the coaches for her, I think, second round of it. And inside of there, I was able to, you know, coach dozens and dozens of women within those, I think, six weeks, which gave me massive experience. But also she, Sahara, wanted me to help her out with her ads, which before that time, I think I did my own ads, but I hadn't done them for any other clients. And we had one ad for her and she got like double her audience size. She got crazy conversion rates, really low, like 80 cents per lead, which means for every new potential client, it was only 80 cents to get them. And it was just crazy results. And she was so happy with them for only spending like $10 a day. It's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And actually is really more beneficial. So that was a point of ads that happened for me. And then from there, I just kind of grew and dove in even deeper to Instagram ads because I found that Facebook's good, don't get me wrong, but if you haven't noticed in the last year or so, it's been shifting a lot from where people are at to more of Instagram or to YouTube or wherever it is. And right now, Instagram ads are actually the ones that are being 
clicked on 77% of the time. There's also 23% more conversion rates with Instagram ads versus Facebook. So for me, it just felt like I already know the platform pretty well from growing up with it and also using it for my own business. How about I help others to teach them it, but also to help kind of guide the way for them as well. That's awesome. I love that you just, I mean, you said you basically don't really use the degree that you went to school for, mm -hmm. but you just sort of found something that you're good at and then you were willing to pivot along the way and really find what's going to help other people and what they really need. And I always say, you know, we get women on this show and most of the time they're saying, oh, well, I never started out, you know, to do this or um, I had to change it up along the way or whatever. And there's so many people in business who just aren't willing to pivot at mm -hmm. all and aren't willing to make those adjustments. So that's just awesome. Like kudos to you for just seeing that there was sort of a need in that space. And that's something that you were good at and that you could fill for people. And you did. Thank you. Yeah, I fully, I agree with that as well when it comes to the pivoting piece, because I feel like in the last two years, I was the queen of pivoting, <laughs> like pivoting niches, pivoting titles. I was there. And every time, obviously, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's something you have to do because if not, no one, it's the same thing. Like if you were in, if you were a senior in high school now, you wouldn't want to be stuck in kindergarten. So why are you trying to keep yourself in kindergarten? That's what I kind of see it as. Yeah. And I, I love that analogy. That's so true. Because I, I just feel like people are just afraid of what it's going to look like if they pivot because people get so comfortable in what they're doing and what their business looks like. But most of the time, if you want more clients or you want to make more money or you want to help more people and find those things that you're really good at, you have to be willing to make those adjustments. Yeah, I fully agree. Well, let's dive in because I know I have tons of questions and I can't wait to hear all of your advice because Instagram ads is definitely, I mean, like you said, the platform is absolutely booming. And I didn't know all of those numbers about how many people click on Instagram ads. So right? that's very intriguing to me. So I definitely want to dive in and get just a little bit of your advice on really how to get started with ads and how to make them work for our listeners. So yeah. first of all, can you just kind of explain what goes into the behind the scenes of an Instagram ad? So how do you start with one? What do you need to get set up with it? You know, how do you actually go in and start running it? Just the, the basics. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that too, because actually I'm doing an ad series on my podcast right now to help answer those questions because they're, they're something that I hear a lot of people ask about, like, how do I even get started with this? And I find it's kind of like the bottom uh, effective sword. So first, before you even go into what you need, you need to know what you even want to use ads for. So you have to know what your goal is for them. And for some people, a lot of them are going to say either they want to grow their audience, grow their brand, get more clients and so forth. But you need to be more specific on just like one goal. And the way that I love to always ask people is what is one goal within the next 30 to 60 days that if you achieved it, you'd be jumping up and down in excitement. And if you know what that goal is, let's say it's three new clients, let's say it's um, five calls booked this week, that's when you can kind of then reverse engineer what type of ad you need. But that's what I noticed happening so often is people would come to me 
and they do an ad on their own and they wouldn't have a goal in mind and also they wouldn't have the strategy to help get that goal in place. So they would end up kind of crashing and burning. So before you do anything, ask yourself, what is the number one goal that excite you to do in the next 30, 60 days that you'd be just like so pumped for? So that's the first thing before anything else. And that way you can kind of go into the next step, which is what you're going to need. So I love to go with usually either two examples, either clients, getting more clients or doing more like a product launch or a sales launch or whatever you want to do. So we can start with clients right now. So whenever you're going to do kind of an Instagram ad, there's two different types and there's a feed ad, the ones where you see like with everyone else's posts when you're scrolling down or there's Instagram story ads, which are the ones where if you're scrolling through stories, like, you know, if you swipe to the right, you'll see a sponsored one. That's going to be the one that mostly that I teach mainly because the numbers that I told you about, those were all for Instagram story ads, not Instagram feed ads, which was interesting because there's actually an experiment done between story ads versus Instagram and Facebook feed ads. And all those great numbers were for story ads. So I find those are the best way to start out. They're also the easiest to kind of create because you don't need copy for that. A lot of people are afraid when they do ads like, oh my gosh, I need all this copy. I need to be a copywriter. I need to hire one. You don't need that for this type of ad. All you need is literally one sentence with a graphic for your story ad and you can call it good. So that's why I usually personally tell people to start with Instagram story ads first because you can create the type of graphic in Canva. It's actually a template that I give my course students because it's just so easy to create when you know what you're looking for. And with that, you have the ad graphic, then you also need the offer. And this is gonna be usually a free offer. Everyone's probably heard of the words like freebie, lead magnet, you know, whatever you call it, that's kind of what you need. But I kind of tweak it a little bit to where the freebie is what I call like the, an irresistible opt-in, like something that they don't just want, but they need. Like it's actually helping them solve a quick win problem to help immediately show you, like to show them you're the paid expert, you're the one to go to, and that they want to buy from you later on. So that's how I kind of go about it. The third thing is knowing your audience. Now, again, this is a big one too that I can't even go in too deep on the on this podcast because it would take a while, but to go in a little bit of like an overview with audience, there's something that's kind of like the three types of audience and it's usually talked about in like temperature. So there's warm, cold, and hot. Now for a lot of people, they'll use ads and they might try and target cold people, which are people who don't know who you are, warm people who've at least engaged with their profile, might've liked a post here and there or hot and hot is usually people who already have bought from you or who are just about to. So whenever I tell people to start doing ads, I usually say start with your warm first because you'll get the quickest conversions. It's the reason why people who, you know, when you're going to go do an ad, if you see it from someone who you've never, like ever, ever had an interaction with, you're probably not going to want to buy from them automatically because you don't know who they are. You haven't kind of bought into their story or who they are yet. So if you start with warm with that ad, you have a really higher chance of getting not only more client leads, but people actually booking a call with you or buying your product and so forth. So that's the audience piece. And the last is text. Now, the text part too is something that I go into on a free training that I do. I call all of this is actually what I call the GOAT framework, 
as in like a literal animal coat for graphic offer audience and text and text is going to be all everything visual so whether it be your emails you write after your thank you page your opt-in page anything that they're going to kind of like click on and see is in that arena so you kind of need all these four things in place your graphic your freebie offer the correct audience and the text to all kind of go together and work in unison so you can get the results that you want. That definitely makes sense. I love how you broke that down into just like the four things in the framework that mm -hmm. you need. Cause I feel like so often, and I know this was definitely the case for me the first time I ever even thought about running ads, you don't know what you don't know. So, mm -hmm. you know, you end up Googling your heart out, just trying to figure out where to even get started. And especially with like Facebook ads and Instagram ads, it can be so tricky if you don't know what you're doing. You said yeah. earlier, if you don't have a strategy, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I love that you broke it down and made it really simple because I feel like so often when people get started, they're not really sure where they're supposed to start. And so they start with, you know, an audience that they already have, but they don't really know. Like you said, they're like, I need to hire a copywriter or a graphic mm -hmm. designer or whatever. And all of a sudden there's all these extra pieces that they really didn't need. And they're really not running an ad that's actually going to work anyway. So I like the way you broke it down. I love the goat framework, but I, right? I just envision an actual goat. I don't know. Why. Oh, I have that on my free training before <laughs> I even go to the goat, like describing it. I have a literal picture of a goat <laughs> before I go into it. I love it. I lo absolutely love it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So do you feel like, because this is definitely the next thing that I felt mm -hmm. personally, and I'm sure other people can relate to. If you have, you know, a small budget or you're really not sure how to run, how long to run the ad for, have you found a sweet spot with like how much you should be spending per day and how long you should run the ad for, or does it really vary depending on what goal you're trying to achieve? Yeah. So I find that with whatever ad you do, the bare minimum is $5 a day because the way that Facebook, because again, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So the way you set up your uh, ads, fun fact, is in Facebook actually like Facebook ads manager. So inside of that, you, the minimum is usually $5. If you do lower, usually what happens is they won't show your ad as much or won't be able to see that good of results from because it's kind of like their bare minimum. Um, so I say $5 a day is always the minimum to do. I would say it varies for if you're going to do a launch soon. For example, if you're going to be doing like a, a cart open, cart close, something like that, it might vary because you're going to want to probably put more money into that like week or two leading up and during it. But for most people who are just, let's say, wanting to run ads to get kind of consistent clients from that, I would say start out with $5 a day because also you need to make sure that it works. So sometimes people put in too much money to something that they haven't even tested or like seen if it works or not. So I always say do $5 starting out so you can see, okay, is this ad working? Is it actually giving me the results that I want? Do I need to tweak anything and go from there? Also, you need to know what numbers to look at too. So you know that if it's actually working for you or not, but I would say $5 a day is the easiest way to start. And that way you can... I would always say there's about like a 72 hour grace period within 72 hours after you have the ad set up and going, you should be able to see if it's actually getting you leads or results. And if it's not, then you know what to do. But I find if you put too much money to it at first, you're going to A, lose your money and B, not even know what to test or tweak yet because it's such a new ad. Right. So for the length of time to run it, mm -hmm. Does it just depend on what you're doing? Because I know you mentioned like if you're doing a course launch or a shop that's opening and closing or anything like that, 
then you'd probably be doing it for the week or two leading up. And if you're getting consistent clients, I guess you'd probably be doing that longer. But is there a certain amount of time that you think people should test it out, especially in the beginning when they're not sure whether or not it's going to work and if that audience is the right one? Yeah. So, I mean, with that, again, 72 hours is the time that you need to give it to like wait and let Facebook do its thing so you can see is it actually working or not. So at least three days to be able to know like the the results. I would say after three days, double check, look at the numbers to check out for, which again might be a little bit deeper to go on on a separate like podcast or training because it's a little bit more in depth. But I find that the minimum three days you can know is this working or not. If it's not, either turn it off or ask like ask someone to help you tweak it or know what to look for to tweak it. Um, I find it really just depends on your goal. So let's say again, like if you want consistent clients, you can have that running forever and ever and ever if it's running good for you. Or let's say, hey, I just want to try it out for 10 days, see how it works. You can do that as well. It really just depends on the person, like what their budget is, what they can do and what their end goal is. Because obviously the more money you put in, the more results you'll get if you have a good ad and stuff in place. Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So I I know you mentioned that this would kind of be hard to go into, but can you just sort of touch on the surface of when somebody runs an ad and then they, maybe after there's three days or four days or whatever, they go to look at those analytics, what exactly are they looking for? And you don't have to dive too deep into that, but I know the first time I ever ran like a Facebook ad, for example, I went to look at those numbers and I'm like, I don't even understand what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. So you just right. kind of touch on, I know earlier you mentioned the like cost per lead. So can you mm-hmm. just kind of break down those really basic analytics that we would be looking for? So actually there's about, I think six, but I'm only going to give you guys two today. That's just because it's easier for most people to, to kind of go in the first two. Yeah. So, so the first one, like you said, is cost per lead. It's always the easiest one to look at because it's literally in dollar amount. So, so you don't have to worry about like percentages or something like that. Um, and it's just telling you, what is the average amount of money it took to acquire that lead? And for a lot of people, the lead might be a new email list subscriber and that subscriber turns into, you know, a call or client, whatever you want to call it. So you first, I would say, look at cost per lead, which it'll be, it should literally say cost per lead. (laughs) And you look at the number and see, okay, what's the, what's the actual dollar amount? So For me, usually my ads, I can get down to a dollar under for the industry average is about three to five dollars per lead. So it depends on, I guess, first off, who you're targeting, because if it's your warm audience and it's a warm audience that you haven't really, I would say, warmed up to even more so, it might be a little bit higher. And that's where you have to like test it and tweak it because the higher the cost per lead is usually means that the ad might not be as relevant or the offer might not be as enticing. So that's usually how you can first see it is like the audience you're currently targeting, whatever you're using for that one, either doesn't really care for the offer so they didn't actually like go into it or it took them a lot longer to, or the ad graphic wasn't as good to like hook them in. And the second one that I'll go into is the click through rate. So you've probably heard of this too if you have an email marketing system like MailChimp or ConvertKit or so forth. But this is something like the uh, percentage of those people who actually viewed the ad who clicked all the way until the end, which the end is going to be like putting their name and email to get the, you know, free offer. So for that, it's going to, again, depend on your audience and what you're going for. Usually it's around, I would say two to 4% around that. And that's going to be usually on the far, far right of the analytics. 
but that's going to be an easier way for you to see, okay, is pe are people actually going through this? And if they aren't, let's say it's a, um, an actually lower one, then you know it might be the actual copy that needs to be tweaked on the thank you page or on the opt-in page. Gotcha. Yeah, that broke it down really well. Because I know, like I said, the first time I ever looked at it, I was like, what is it cost mm -hmm. per lead? What does that even mean? So, right. so I, I definitely think just, you know, touching on those analytics will really help our listeners figure out what to look for and figure out, you know, what to do next. Yeah. So are there any like myths or lies that you usually, usually hear when people are sort of hesitant to run ads? Like, I know, for example, you probably hear a lot of people say, well, I don't have a big budget. Mm -hmm. So is, are there any little things that you just want to say aren't true or anything that, you know, maybe you just kind of want to break the, the standard for? I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So when it comes to like myths or even like debunking certain things, Money is usually a big one. And then second thing is like the overwhelm of feeling like I don't know where to start. So I'll go with the money part two or part first. So we talked about it earlier, but really all you need is $5 a day. And the really amazing thing that I found out with one of my clients is we kind of tracked how much time she was spending online versus after ads. Because for the people that I work with who are um, like clients, they're either service-based entrepreneurs or they're like course creators and membership owners. So she was a search writer, which means her time and knowledge gets ex in exchange for money. And so basically her time is money. And we realized like how much time she was spending organically on Instagram per day, which was I think around like an hour, hour and a half per day. And we started to add that up. It's like, okay, how much would an hour and a half be times you know, times a week and that would be around 10 hours and then times a month and that would be 42 hours and then times a year, which I think ended up being like 30,000 hours or something. It was crazy. And the really amazing part of that too was because her time is money. The really shocking part for all y'all, which you can do for yourself is look at the offer you have right now. Let's say it's, um, I like to go with a coach usually at first. So you're a coach and you have a six week offer that's a thousand dollars. So Let's just say you do like six calls and some messenger support. So 10 hours of work, basically. So you do the $1,000 divided by 10. So it's $100 an hour for you. That's like your average rate of sorts for that offer. Times that $100 by that 30,000 or 300, whatever the hours were. Again, not the greatest at math on the, on the spot, but times those together. And you're going to see how much money you're actually wasting on organic strategy because that is the time that you're wasting is also the money you're wasting as well because you're not getting the returns you want. So I start with that first because it's really not about always the money because again, $5 a day literally cut out some Starbucks for you and you can afford it. It's really more so about your mindset around it because if you go into it thinking, oh, it's going to be a lot of money. I'm not sure if it's going to work for me. It's not going to because you're not going to fully put your like full heart and soul in it and believe in it. So I like to make sure that, and again, you can do this at home, see how much time you're actually spending on the Instagram app or Facebook app per day, times that, see how much it is per year, and times it by your average hourly rate, and that's how much money that you're currently wasting that could be even used on ads or like a new vacation for yourself after you get to new clients with ads. It's just, you, the way that I see it is that with ads, it's nothing scary unless you allow it to be. Like obviously looking at that kind of stuff is terrifying if you don't have someone to kind of go through it with you. But I would say the biggest thing you need to know is, are you willing to waste more of your time 
on things you actually don't know that's working or have something that's actually going to be working for you that you can actually tweak and it's going to be repeatable and you can actually see when clients are coming to you or kind of just bet and hope and wish on a free platform that you can't guarantee. That's awesome. I love the way you just broke that down because I mean, obviously we're spending so much time on Instagram, like everybody is. Mm -hmm. And I love the way you really put that in perspective because even as you were saying it, I'm sitting here thinking about all the time that I'm just like aimlessly like scrolling, trying to, you know, comment on potential Mm -hmm. clients' photos in hopes that they'll recognize me eventually. So I love the way you put that in perspective because I feel like this is something that's really daunting to a lot of people. And I feel like just that fear of it being so overwhelming, like you said, is what really stops people from trying it out. And if you think about your time as money and really start to, you know, make that connection, then you really can figure out how much money you you could be making off of Instagram if you would just test it out. So I love the way you answered that. That was awesome. I'm happy. Yeah. That's something that I hear a lot when it comes to kind of going into ads at first, because again, it's that big thing around, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't want to waste my money or time. And the way that I've always seen it is let's say it's $5 a day. Let's say you do it for even just like a week, 10 days. Is that $30 or $20, whatever it is, really going to be so terrible if you get one client from that? Like what is one client or one booked call worth to you? And that's kind of how you can justify it. Because if you see it always like an expense versus an investment, it's always going to be that to you. And that's how you're going to see a lot of other things when it comes to up-leveling your business. So you have to start reframing thinking, how much is this going to return on my investment versus like expense mindset? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So I have one more question for you just Mm -hmm. because I'm genuinely curious. Do you feel like people have to work with an Instagram strategist like yourself to be able to pull this off? Or is it something that you really do believe people can figure out on their own? I know obviously there probably needs to be some research done before (laughs) you just dive right in, but do you feel like it's a situation where people abs, like if they're starting out with a smaller budget, do they have to work with a strategist to really actually get results? I don't think you need to work with like an ads manager or strategist off the gate. What I do believe is that you need to have some type of a course or training that's going to help guide you. That's for your specific business model. And I'm going to put that like, if I could like show you guys my hands, I'm like flashing it up and down, like specifically for your business model, because what's happened on Google and actually some also um, YouTube is that people will create kind of like ad tutorials or like how to create ads but not have your specific goal or strategy in mind. So they'll say like how to create ads, but maybe it's for real estate agents or maybe it's for e-commerce or it's trying to be general for everyone, which means you might kind of know the ABC, but you won't know how to actually take that ABC to convert for you. It's kind of like going from, I need a better analogy for this, but it's kind of like going from riding a skateboard just on the street, like learning how to ollie and whatever the other skateboarding terms are. But I find that for a lot of people, you can definitely learn it on your own, but I really recommend you have at least like a course book, something that's going to be actually helping you for your specific business model. Like for me, I have my course around service-based business owners because there's not many out there that kind of like give it just for those who want more clients and like sales. There's a lot of other ones that are, you know, either more around just the basics, no strategy, like how to create an ad, but what do you do once they're on your list? That's what I'm about. 
And that's what I love to like give the caveat for people who are going to learn ads because that was my big mistake when I first started doing ads for myself. Like before anyone else, I did ads. I learned them from a coach of mine um, and I did really good conversions, but then they would get my list and they wouldn't take action. They wouldn't book a call with me. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I started to realize that it's because I didn't take the time or learn how to create like email sequences and stuff like that, that can actually help them to book a call with you or to help them take action. So what I would say is yes, you can do it on your own for sure, but make sure wherever you're going for has this strategy or will teach you the strategy that you need to know for the goal you want to hit. And it's actually going to show you after the ad, how to get them to book a call in case they don't just on the ad alone. Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. hundred percent. So, and you have a free training on this as well, don't you? I that do. we're going to link in the show notes. Yeah. So uh, this is like my baby. It's, I'm getting, I'm, I'm talking, I'll be talking even more about it with um, the GOAT framework. I'll be going in deeper with that for you guys on it, but it's called the how to get consistent calls booked with Instagram without breaking the bank or without spending $5 a day. I can't remember the last part of it, but it's about money. <laughs> so that will be, like she said, Haley will be in the comments below or the show notes below. And I go in deep around, not only is this the right time for you, but also let's say you are wanting to, what you kind of need to know, what are again, the three biggest mistakes that I see with people who are trying to run ads for themselves or have in the past and it didn't work for them. I go in deeper to what probably happened for you, how to change that and so forth. That's all inside of this training. That's awesome. So like I said, you guys, that will absolutely be in the show notes and is for sure something that you need to have in your life. <laughs> I will probably be going to download it like right after. <laughs> well, Danielle, this was so awesome. So I really think this is just super beneficial advice, especially for anybody getting started who's maybe never tested out ads before. So I'm really excited about this episode. But since we're near the end, I do have a fun little lightning round that I do with all of my guests. So are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? So last two nights or two mornings, I've been woken up by my neighbor's dog. So part of it's been shaking my fist in the air, like, why God, why? But usually <laughs> I'll be, I'll be waking up and I'll put my shoes on and just do a quick walk around the neighborhood just to kind of acclimate myself to the real world again. There you go. Love it. I love a good walk. Mm -hmm. It's always helpful. Yeah. What is the last book that you read? Goodness. I need to check my audible. Honestly, I feel like I'm one of those people who's a chronic kind of book reader, but never book finisher. Like I read. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like read through things that I feel like I need to know or I'll flip through. I think the one that I've currently been reading that I'm about to finish is called um, the million dollar one person business. And that's really good. Ooh, I haven't heard of that one. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up. What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So this can be a product, an item, a service you love using, whatever you want. But one thing that you really recommend that all business owners have to have. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is hard. <laughs> Um, I would say I'm going to be an overachiever and say two. So the first thing would be honestly, probably a scheduler for social media. So whether it's later.com, which is what I use for like Instagram and Facebook and stuff, or whatever you decide to choose, I think having a scheduler, which again, we talked about this with Haley actually on my podcast is it's so important to try and take some of that off your plate already. So I would say social media scheduler is for sure. And then email marketing platform, even though I teach Instagram ads and talk about ads like social media, 
you want to make sure you do have an email marketing list to have people on there because if people have noticed Instagram and Facebook have been a little bit finicky sometimes here and there. So you want to make sure you have your list and you have one that's growing for you. So you're not kind of like SOL if something happens. Yes. Two very, very good recommendations. Absolutely. I'm always talking about planning your social media in advance and having an email list. So yes. I love <laughs> excellent choices. All right. Last question. What is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Goodness. Okay. I'm going to go with the second one because I feel like I switch through quotes so often. So this is something that I don't know if someone taught me or that I had to learn on my own, but I would say in the last year, year and a half, I learned this a lot because I was a chronic investor. I would like invest in every course and anything under the sun. And I realized that, and this might've been advice too, but it was don't listen to anyone that does not have the type of business or type of goal that you want. If they don't have it, don't listen to them because it can get really easy to get clouded and foggy with, you know, all the quote unquote experts and gurus out there saying everything under the sun. So I really believe when it comes to the, like when it comes to business and learning, only learn from people who either have the type of lifestyle you want and the type of business you want. Because if not, you might be building a business and life that you might not enjoy. I love that. That's a really good one. Thank you. Yeah, I had a, it was a rough lesson to learn. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, I, re I really like that, especially, I mean, just the world we live in now. If you're a small business owner and entrepreneur, it, there's courses for everything. And, you know, not nothing against course creators. I have courses, so no problem with that whatsoever. But there are courses for everything. And I feel like so often, especially like new entrepreneurs or people who are just starting out with their business, feel like they have to invest in all of these things to actually be successful. So I love that advice because I think that really speaks to a lot of people listening right now that you don't necessarily have to buy every course and invest in every single thing to see success in your business. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, I love that. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. So what's your website, social, where do you want them to follow along? Yeah, so I'm at DanielleClem.com or on basically Facebook and Instagram at I'm Danielle Clem, which I usually hang out obviously mostly on Instagram, but I'm on Facebook too. Awesome. Well, Danielle, thank you again for just your time and being willing to share your wisdom because I feel like, like I said, this is going to be such a great episode and so helpful to anybody who maybe has run Instagram ads in the past and didn't see a lot of success with it or hasn't gotten started yet because they're a little nervous about it. So I think you definitely calmed a few of those hesitations and answered a lot of questions. So I just want to say thank you for being willing to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, ladies, that's it for this time, but don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast, then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your females on fire apparel, get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.